Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, no one wants to think their kitchen is dirty, but there are parts of it that might not be so great. According to a study conducted in the US, your spice rack is a festering cesspool of disease. It's worse than the lid of your bin. Anna Burns is a microbiologist and nutritional scientist. Afternoon, Anna. Good afternoon, Sean. So should people be ripping out their spice racks right now and power hosing them down? No, I really don't think so. It was a fantastic introduction, but, you know, (laughs) it's um, not quite as bad as you might make it sound out to be. Not at all. The bin is still uh, a massive culprit for filth and bacterial contamination. But no, this study um, is, is actually published in the International Association for Food Protection. So it relates to us as much as the U.S., where one in five cases of foodborne illness are acquired in the home. That's the basis for the study. Um, What they did, it was a little bit sneaky. They set 370-odd people up in a kitchen to test recipes ostensibly, so they didn't highlight the fact that this was about hygiene. Um, And obviously, the recipe contained spice. They were rolling turkey mince into patties, um, something you wouldn't necessarily be doing here, but you might with, with regular beef mince making burgers Um, And obviously there were spices involved in the recipe. So there was a lot of meat handling, a lot of spice jar handling. So there is a little bias to it. It might be the worst case scenario, I think. You know, you're not going to be spicing your boiled bacon and cabbage, so it won't translate to all meals. (laughs) But they did find, to be fair, that while 20% um, positivity rates of bacterial contamination were found on all surfaces that you'd expect, like knives, chopping boards, countertops, it was a whopping 48% on the spice racks and, and the containers of the spice racks. Not only that, but it was a very high concentration of contamination of this marker bug that they had put in the meat. So what that says to us is that when we're handling meat, we're not washing our hands while preparing it. Now, that kind of makes sense. You mm. wash your hands beforehand. Uh, you'd wash your hands, hopefully, afterwards. We store meat carefully on the bottom shelf. We tend to have all of those habits. But while we're preparing food, do we wash our hands? That's the question that has really been raised in this, I think. Right. So, I mean, but then would that suggest that you should wash your hands after every occasion you've handled meat, even if you're not, you know, complete, completed with the process yet? Well, that is the suggestion. The The wording that they put is that even the um, investigators were surprised by the level of contamination. So this means that because it was part of the recipe, the spices and the meat were being prepared at the one time, mm. there was no hand washing practice there. You know, what's often overlooked is that old-fashioned soap and water or washing up liquid is all we need to wash our hands. We don't need 99% killing you know, antibacterial yes. <laughs> products at every hand's turn. We don't need a sterile kitchen, far from it. Filth is, against all belief, good for us, you know. Um, but we do need hygiene around these potential foodborne pathogens. Salmonella is the one we tend to all know about. Um, Campylobacter would be the other very serious one. Um, this can cause very severe illness, so we can't be complacent about raw meat and handling of anything else is very much the message. Yeah, but though when we say uh, bacteria, you know, I suppose people might just think automatically that's all bad. But is bacteria necessarily a bad thing, Anna? Not at all. We have good bacteria, we have bad bacteria, absolutely. And 
you know, a friend of mine, when she qualified in microbiology 30 years ago, like myself, um, it was very funny. When she had children, she used to use the sterile technique in preparing bottles as they were, you know, changing to bottles. <laughs> the sterile technique is something we learned in a in a lab, you know, <laughs> with a coat and glasses and a hood. Um, oh. and, and it was quite amusing. It's really the opposite. We need to have ordinary day-to-day, what my mother would have called clean dirt in our lives. Mm. Um, we need to be able to just potter around without infect- disinfecting everything. But obviously there's a risk to raw meat. Um, we do know that. It's how it's stored. It's also how it's handled and how many people have handled it. So this was turkey mince. And mince, by very definition, is a constant array of surfaces. Unlike a steak that you can cook um, and assume that the external part is, is you know, killed of all contamination because the inside should be clean, that's not the case for mince. And mm. that is very much the point. They probably set up the worst case scenario, really, in having a mince patty being made. Um, mince has to be cooked thoroughly. We know that. But in the handling of it, you mightn't have thought about that. And I think it's great for awareness raising. The spice rack is not the demon now in the kitchen with 48% contamination. We don't need to bin them. Um, we just need to clean them. And yeah. Clean every other surface. Well, also and as well, and it, like I mean, as you said, it was kind of a very particular uh, uh, trial that they set up there. But mm-hmm. say a lot of people this evening who might use uh, spice in a dinner, you know, how many people visit their spice rack? How often? Because you could put spice in something and then you know, and not look at it again for another three months. At that stage, whatever bacteria is there that we don't want to be there, might that have died off at that point? Most certainly. Of course it would. I mean, we're Irish. We're not the spiciest of nations when it comes to our boiling of bacon and cabbage, etc. I agree with you. We're not spicing all meals. And because it's powdered and dry, it's not going to harbour bugs. It's not in the spices itself, Sean. There's no risk there in, in all likelihood. And um, because they're dry, by very definition, things don't grow in them. It's the surfaces. It's like you want to clean mm. every other surface in your house um, within reason. Um, So this is very particular to raw meat and the use of those spice containers. It's not about the salad. It's not about bread and butter getting on it. It's just if you clean it down while you're handling um, raw meat. And I think really, if if we have listened to this, we'll just be aware enough to know that if I'm spicing my burgers the next time, I will wash my hands afterwards and I'll wipe down the surface with any commoner garden kitchen yeah. cleaning agent. It would strike me that really the chopping board is the danger zone there. And you see our awareness is very good on that because we've had awareness raising over the years on that. So that wasn't one of the ones um, you know, that had the same level it had kind of 28% or 20% positivity but it is still number two after the now evil spice container. Hmm. Um, it's number two is the chopping board, number three is the bin lid just as you suggested and number four would be the refrigerator door. So the fridge. Ah, that's interesting. Handling, yeah. isn't it? Yes, Back of and course. Yeah. And hardly on the list at all was the tap, or as they call it, the faucet. Um, not an issue, which I thought was very interesting because we are washing our hands when we're using the tap very likely. Yes, and that's, that's probably why we're kind of in that vicinity uh, of yes. the kitchen. Yes. Uh, does your guest recommend using natural sprays like vinegar-lime combination rather than bleaching sprays? Most certainly. I'm not a fan of bleach. Um, I see very little purpose for it. We've all become uber aware of contamination over the past couple of years. Um, So I think in the history of my own um, running of a household, it's been until the last couple of years that I ever bought a 99% bacterial killing anything or viral killing anything. 
I never did to date because I've always been of the belief that we don't need them. Um, we need an element of, you know, as I say, clean dirt of regular bugs around the place in order to build up our immune systems um, and to fight off the pathogenic ones then, which are the dangerous ones, salmonella, mm. the yeah. We need exposure to the less harmful bacteria in order to have a strong immune system. So I fully agree. I would not bleach my spice rack tonight, having heard. No, and vinegar, vinegar is a great cure for pretty much everything. Uh, so they say, Anna, we do have to yeah. leave it there. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. Anna Burns is a microbiologist and nutritional scientist. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.